Good morning and welcome to the BitQuilt Morning Show. I'm your host, Connor Mitchell, and today we have a very special guest. He is an employee at Google, a political activist, a politician himself, Isaac Troncoso. Isaac, how are you doing this morning? Doing really well, Connor. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, just as Connor said, I work in the tech industry nine to five in the Google ads space. And beyond that, I have a passion for politics and government and have started recently both a startup and a nonprofit. So have a bit of the entrepreneurial bug and a bug for social impact as well. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm lucky to say that Isaac is one of my closest friends. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Isaac. And not that I'm not going to see you later tonight, but... It's definitely unfortunate that it's not reciprocated by me. Uh, Connor definitely is in the tertiary tier of my acquaintances, but it will be great to see him tonight as well. That was so funny. (laughs) Don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway, so... What we're going to do today is we've had a little bit of breaking news come from the developers. Literally, I I shit you not, 10 minutes before the show uh, was set to record. So I'm scrapping everything that uh, we had from the original show. And Isaac, I hope that's okay because we have something very crazy to talk about. As of about, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes ago, Diamond Hands made a post on BitCloud. Actually, you know what, Isaac, I'm going to I'm going to do you the honor of reading that post to you. I uh, that sounds thrilling. Or at least it, it was like a thread, but I'll just read like the first post. So, Diamond Hands said, "Today we take actually, hold on. Let me do my Diamond Hands voice. Let me do my Diamond Hands voice." Today we take the decentralization of social media further than any other project has in the past. Today, BitCloud does to social media what Bitcoin is doing to the traditional financial system. Today, 100% of the BitCloud code goes public. And then there's a link to the GitHub with the core code for BitCloud. So what this means, for, for those of you listening that might not understand like what it means that all the code is now public. This is full decentralization. It means fundamentally that no company or CEO can ever get in between a creator or their followers because all the data and all the code are now completely and unreliably open. Or not unreliably, reliably. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's an early morning. I, I mean, like Isaac, like that's huge. For listeners, it's about 11.40 in the afternoon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please, I'm, that is that does sound huge, but as a non-coder, of which you are, could you please explain it to me as if I know nothing about this, because I do. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, like, the idea is that all of that code is now public, right? So anyone can run an instance of bitcloud.com. What this means is that there there's no single entity or organization that owns bitcloud.com. It's now it, it can be owned by the people. It is public domain on github.com. You can literally download the source code and run bitcloud.com on your local computer. But what that means is that now all that code is, is available, right? So it means the entire world can now build BitCloud collaboratively and it unlocks the full potential of human ingenuity. Like, 
literally, there will be no ads. There will be no paywalls. It is completely owned by the people. And it can be completely built and built upon by the people. Question. I know this is obviously like a very common thing in the coding world for something to be open source. For me, as someone who's familiar with other sort of non-coding projects, everyone from around the world, say, working on some Google Doc together doesn't sound great. It sounds like an absolute sort of cesspool of, of craziness. Please tell me how like open source. Yeah, yeah. So the way that open source works is there are pool of requests that allow the, okay, so that's not to say that anyone can go onto the bitcloud.com, like code, open source code, and change it and take down bitcloud.com. The idea is that somebody can copy that code, copy the code uh, from the core, from the GitHub, and then take that and build their own bitcloud.com. So it's not to say that like I can go in and change bitcloud.com, it's that I can make a copy of bitcloud.com and, and build on top of it and add features. And then what happens is, so it's the idea that like a year from now, we're not gonna be using bitcloud.com for social media. We're not going to be logging on to bitcloud.com and, and posting our, our posts and, and doing all that from that URL. What's most likely gonna happen and what Diamond Hands has envisioned is that somebody out there is going to host a node of bitcloud.com on some other URL, some other program, and it'll have similar functionality. It'll have that base idea of like, you can buy and sell the profiles and that it's a social media. But like, the idea is that now that it's open source, it can be built by anyone and anybody can build their own idea of what they want this decentralized social media to look like. So at this point, it's really going to be like whichever decentralized social media that comes out of this, out of the BitCloud open source code is going to be the, uh, the social media that kind of wins. I see. So basically people will be able to make like BitCloud 1.1 and 1.2 and it'll be a different URL and eventually people will gravitate towards that. Or like, how does that not... Could that be dangerous in that it splits the user base? I don't think so, because in the end, it's all operated still through the BitCloud backend. So regardless of, let's say that you have 100 different websites running 100 different BitCloud nodes, right? Those BitCloud nodes, like my coin price on website A, will still be the same coin price as website Z. Like my coin price because it exists in the BitCloud blockchain, like my coin price and, and my, like the amount of likes and the amount of followers and all that will always stay consistent because it's using that, the same backend code to reach into the blockchain to pull out that information. So the website may look different, but those aspects will always be the same. So even if the users are spread out thin across different user bases, the only problem with that that I could see from that is that the you won't have as much of a community to interact with. But if somebody buys your coin, if you're on, if I'm on like bitcloud.com and bitcloud.com 1.1 and like somebody buys my coin on bitcloud.com, like that coin price will update on bitcloud.com 1.1 because it all exists in the blockchain. And you could, oh, I see. It'll, so your price will update. I assume your wallet will update. And easily someone could probably build an API that like your posts go out to all the old BitCloud websites as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I guarantee that. And actually, it's not even an API, Isaac. It'll be, uh, it'll be blockchain technology in the sense that since that blockchain exists everywhere, or not everywhere, but since that blockchain, you know, exists and, and we're pulling the data from that blockchain, like you said, yeah, like an API will pull that information out. But technically, you don't even need an API to, con sorry, let me rephrase. You do need an API to reach the blockchain. But what you were saying is those posts will forever live in the blockchain. So as long as you're right, if I post on website A and website Z is utilizing the blockchain to pull posts, then unless they have, you know, some sort of filter where it's like only posts that are, you know, posted on website Z are allowed on website Z, though maybe that happens, I don't know. But I, the way that the functionality works to make a, a long ramble short, you're completely right. Like those posts will be able to show up anywhere because they exist on the blockchain. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes complete sense. Do you have any predictions of what some of the first changes will be? Like, what have the people been clamoring for that the developers have been slow to implement? Um, Maybe vid video, potentially? Yeah, so video's already up. Like, video, at YouTube and Vimeo and TikToker, you can embed those into posts. But what we don't have right now is the ability to upload, like, straight videos from your camera roll to the blockchain and that's just because as of right now like the blockchain technology that they have can't really host video before they were hosting the images on imgur and then linking that to the blockchain so it was like a link to imgur i, I don't know if i'm pronouncing that right. it was like a link that existed in the blockchain that then displayed the image but it didn't actually live in the blockchain so i think you know what the next step is is people are going to probably be trying to figure out like how to embed not embed, but upload videos and images straight from your camera roll to the blockchain without having to upload it to another source that then links to the blockchain. But one of the biggest things that people have not only been clamoring about, but that Diamond Hands actually uh, mentioned in the final post on this thread is that we are getting mining instructions for BitCloud in the near future. And that is a giant deal. Because with mining instructions comes the ability to mine BitCloud from your computer. So literally what we will be able to do is mine BitCloud, which will make the blockchain a million times faster because you have, every, you have all these users mining it rather than just the dev team. So we're all mining BitCloud. And not only that, but when you mine a cryptocurrency, you make money from it. You get a little bit for every time that you mine. I, I don't know the specifics of mining and exactly what you do, but I do know that it results in money going back into your pocket. So it's a great way to make money. And the fact that Diamond Hands is going to be releasing probably a very extensive instruction manual on how to mine, and, and it'll most likely allow the average Joe who's using BitClout to be able to mine BitCloud, that's huge. Wow, so then everyone could kind of power this system and it could result in kind of a steady amount of inflation. I guess my question would be, what do you see as the future of the BitCloud price being tied to the price of Bitcoin? Yeah, that's and that's super interesting. I actually, I, I discussed that yesterday on the podcast with uh, Brian Krasenstein a little bit. And we talked about how we recently found out that the price of BitCloud is directly affiliated with the price of Bitcoin, but like the, the developers do it manually. So what's happening is the developers are going in and adjusting the price of BitCloud 
dependent on the price of Bitcoin. And there's some algorithm that they use to determine that price. But so you'll notice is when BitCloud goes down or when Bitcoin goes down, BitCloud goes down. And it has something to do with the cost of Bitcoin to the US dollar and the conversion to BitCloud. But yeah, so far the devs have been manually changing that number that we see on the website, which is a little bit deceiving because as we know in over the OTC desks, the price of BitCloud is running for about $100, $105. But the price on the website says $160, but you can't actually get that money off for $160 per BitCloud. So what will end up happening most likely is when BitCloud is listed on an exchange, then I think that what's probably going to happen is that once it is listed on the exchange, that those exchange prices are going to rule how much money we get out of BitCloud. And I hope that the BitCloud price on the website will update to reflect the price of the of the exchanges so that it's not as deceiving as it is right now. Yep, completely agreed. And I would love for you to talk about your experience with extracting your money from BitCloud if possible, because I know that not everyone has done that. You have a unique experience that you have done that. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely so the thing is, I would love for all of the BitCloud skeptics to to listen to this podcast right now, because everybody the one big thing that everybody talks about is you can't take your money out. There's no off ramp. And it, it's so stupid, because these people have no idea what they're talking about. They claim that there's no off ramp for BitCloud. You can't get your money out. It's pardon my language, but that's bullshit. There are multiple off ramps on BitCloud. You just have to be a part of the community and interact with the community to, to know that these things are happening. And, and what it is, is, you know, it's just a bunch of these people coming on a BitCloud saying like, oh, look, it's stupid. And they go in with the intention that it's stupid. And then they come out with the idea that it's stupid. They don't give it a chance. To answer your question, Isaac, my experience with exchanging BitCloud has been amazing. I've used BitSwap and I've used OTC desks. And pretty much my one recommendation is that you always have an escrow. And because... There, there are people who, like any social media, like any, you know, money-making idea or project, like there are going to be people out there who want to exploit it. And, and there are people out there who exploit it, and there are people out there who will scam you. You always need an escrow when you uh, do an OTC desk trade because you need a middleman in order to send the BitCloud to or send the cryptocurrency to in exchange for BitCloud. But in my experience, I've done it, you know, three or four times and, and it's always been great. I find I post, Hey, I have this much BitCloud I want to sell at this price. And then somebody says, Hey, I'm interested. And then we contact an escrow and we just say, Hey, can you do this for us? And the escrows will take a, a 3% transaction fee, which really in the grand scheme of things is not that much. And plus it, it helps like I, I participate in the BitSwap OTC desk. And so I know that money that 3% is going right back into BitSwap or right back into the BitSwap team. And they are using that to continue to build BitSwap. I, I don't really care about the 3% transaction fee. I know that there are people out there who do. It's much better than the alternative of getting your money you know, stolen. But yeah, I, I would have to say that there is an off-ramp for those of you who don't think that there's an off-ramp and it works perfectly. Why do you think that Bit? Cloud has not built in their own sort of escrow service. They're leaving so much value on the table by not doing that. Yeah, and I think it's because they want to decentralization is their main goal. And and I think that if you have a governing body 
running an escrow service and, and taking a percentage of the fees, I think that suddenly it's not as decentralized anymore. I think suddenly like that's a centralized social media with a company that's taking profits from everybody who's trying to take money off uh, the platform. And, and I think that's when it's centralized. So I, I really do think that Diamond Hands had a vision for decentralized social media. And I do think that he or, or they are, are sacrificing certain, I don't know, they're sacrificing money and, and power even in order to make that vision a reality, which I, I would say is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I do think that actually makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. But there are, what, how do you think the community would feel about hybrid centralization decentralization models so for example bitclout could list on their website just to make it more friendly for the people that are like less savvy than yourself maybe they have a page that says here are all the vetted escrow places where you can go to and it's like thousands of offerings of different escrowed otc services but just only centralized to the extent that we we know that these places will not scam you. So that sort of like minimum level of governance. What do you think about that? Yeah, I again, I like don't think that's a bad idea at all. I, I really do think that it just comes down to what Diamond Hands considers, you know, decentralization versus centralization and also how much of a part Diamond Hands and the whole dev team wants to play like in that, because I think that the fact that they've like fully marketed themselves as the decentralized crypto that people would throw a fuss if there was even like a little bit of, of centralization like that. And although I do think that's a really good idea, Isaac, I don't know if it falls in line with what Diamond Hands' vision is. And therefore, I don't know if that's something that they would ever do. However, I think that the, the days of needing that, of needing Diamond Hands to make a centralized escrow database, if you will, are, are almost over because I think with the ability to mine BitCloud coming out and also with all of the API, all of the code open source, like it's only a matter of weeks at this point until BitCloud is on some sort of exchange service and then you don't need an escrow anymore. You don't need to do OTC. You can literally just fucking withdraw your BitClout from Uniswap. Gotcha. That makes sense. And I guess the question that I'm wondering about is, have you been seeing outflows of money because of these sort of off-ramps that are starting to open from the platform? Yeah. Yeah, Isaac, I actually have. I, I cover the news every morning and every morning I work with Bits today and they are in collaboration with BitCloud Signal. And BitCloud Signal, you know, provides them some creator coin analytics. And so I've been looking at these analytics every single morning for the past almost month. And what I noticed was when BitSwap became pretty popular, that the amount of coins sold was way higher than the amount of coins bought. People, what was happening is people were selling their coins and they were not reinvesting them back into creators. They were taking them off the platform. And that continued almost every single day. Like for the past two weeks, with the exception of yesterday, I don't think that there was a day when the creator coins bought was higher than the creator coins sold. Yesterday, we saw for the first time in two weeks that the creator coins bought was higher than creator coins sold. And that was a very good indicator. Today, looking at the numbers, we're back to creator coins sold is still higher than creator coins bought, 
which does mean that money is going somewhere because it's not going back into creator coins and most likely is being brought off the platform. So, you know, it, it is interesting to see, like, you're completely right. Like, more money is being taken off the platform because there are off-ramps, but not at a rate that is concerning. When I look at like when I look at the numbers right now, coins bought yesterday was around five hundred fifty-four thousand dollars. Coins sold yesterday was almost one million dollars. It's fifty percent more, but it's not like it's not coins bought was like five hundred thousand and coins sold was ten million or something like that. It's very the amount of money that's staying like on and off the platform is I think like staying relatively the same. And not only to say that, but also like we can't even see how much money is being brought onto the platform through these numbers. That money might not even be going off the platform. It might just be staying in the wallets for the time being. Completely. And I think that's what I'm doing, for example, is keeping a substantial amount in the wallet and not in creator coins, but not withdrawing. So I think the dynamics there are incredibly interesting. And I don't yet see a lot of platforms emerging to analyze that. The kind of a, almost like a stock ticker or like Moody's, like S&P market trends for BitCloud. There are obviously platforms like BitCloud Pulse that do some of this, but I don't see a ton of like greater platform insights. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely think that we need those. I definitely think that we need more platform insights in order for people to be able to do, you know, their due diligence and, and research and before they invest, I think it'll make the platform a lot more reliable. And, and people won't be as afraid to invest because they'll get really detailed information about their investments, aka the profiles. Yeah, but listen, Isaac, I know that you have to go soon and, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with me today about this really awesome achievement that the BitCloud team has accomplished. Isaac, thank you so much for joining me this morning. And I can't wait to talk to you later. And for all of you, all for all of you listening through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever the heck you listen through, thank you so much for tuning into the BitCult Morning Show this morning. Tune in again tomorrow for another very special episode. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.